Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Win against Packoffs yesterday, we're in the Europa Conference. We've got a game against Watford to look forward to and Harry Kane stay. So how can we not be in a good mood? Got three brilliant guests, as always. Uh, Brian from Tottenham on Tour. How are you doing, Brian? I'm doing very, very good, sir. Very good. Pleasure to be back on here. I'm feeling a lot better than I did last week, hence there's a camera on me. <laughs> last week was not pretty, but yeah, happy with the week gone by and uh, let's hope we can wrap this off with uh, nine points and zero goals conceded. Yeah, all, all three all three guests have all got their YouTube channel, uh, Brian's Tottenham on Tour. Uh, where can people find that if they don't already know? They can find us at Tottenham on Tour. It, says, it does what it says on the screen. Um, it, it's, it's Tottenham on Tour, spelt like that. Um, for YouTube, but obviously for the social media, it's all one word, at Tottenham on Tour. And we're a brand new channel. We've been going about, I think, a month now. Um, and we're trying to ramp up. And there's a lot more content coming our way. And we have the two Brian's. Featuring, hopefully, to be confirmed. But uh, and he, he gave me a definitive answer, so I will say confirmed. Uh, I won't read out the definitive answer, but yes, Bob Spur will be joining me. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Eugene is back. Hi, Eugene. How are you doing? Yeah, doing well. Doing well. After a win yesterday, right? We all doing well. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. And of course, you can find me on Spursation TV. Right. Yeah. I do the crazy streams. Right. I always do the crazy streams. Uh, five shows in one stream. Uh, this Sunday is coming up, so. Let's hope we all meet up there again, right? Excellent. Uh, and Bob is back after a uh, debut on uh, Monday. How are you doing, Bob? Very well, mate. Very, very good, classy, fantastic performance against a pub team yesterday. So um, <laughs> overjoyed. And uh, yeah, if I'm not on my weekly appearance on Pornhub under the pseudo <laughs> name of uh, Long Dung Bob, I'm on uh, Bob Spur TV on YouTube. Yeah. Excellent. So you've got yeah. Tottenham and Tour, Spurs, you Asian TV, Bob Spur TV, get subscribing, get liking. Uh, got a few uh, hellos here. I look, man. Oh, hello, Eugene. Hello, uh, <laughs> he, 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 he appears everywhere and he writes it in written as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. He'll be telling himself to piss off in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Aiden is only interested in Eugene, doesn't care about any of them. Cheers, Aiden. So let's get straight to it. The big news this week isn't the game that we played or the game that we got. It's this. Harry Kane is staying. But, you know, <laughs> cutting all the uh, positivity down. But for how long? He said the summer. Doesn't mention the winter. But, Brian, uh, but uh, I would say as well that on uh, Bob's uh, channel on Wednesday, all three of us were on here talking about this. So uh, it's going to be a bit repetitive. But, Brian, uh, you were saying there, I think, like, a lot of Spurs fans think he's staying. But, the, you know... There's still a few days left in the window, so there's something nagging there. Have you changed your mind at all, being how no. he looked yesterday, or are you still on that perspective? No, I, I, listen, the, the thing I'm getting at when I say is I still don't think this is over. I don't say that he's going. I don't think this whole transfer saga is over because what we've got to remember is, first of all, if Man City do the unthinkable and get Ronaldo, man, you are going to have to send a shockwave back. They're going to have to respond somehow. And... Um, the whole Harry Kane saga, what, what I failed to understand with this is now that he said he's staying, people are like, oh, yeah, he's staying, he's staying. But beforehand, we're all saying it's got nothing to do with what Kane wants or how Kane thinks. If a money comes in and Levy wants to keep him or sell him, Harry Kane's feelings or Harry Kane's wants and needs are nothing. So if a number does come in from someone and they turn around, Harry Kane has said that he's staying really now because, yes, of the reception he got, but because Man City have completely nosed this up. There's no way around it. Man City. So if you're telling me, Man, Man U, let's just say, come in and say 160 million or the equivalent with players 
and Daniel says yes, the parasite says yes, and then he goes to Harry Kane and says, oh, by the way, you want to go to United? All of a sudden, he's going to turn around and say no. So I don't think this is over. I, I, I hope I want him to stay. I hope and pray to God he stays. I just think there's an 11th hour bid coming in from somewhere, and this isn't over. Yeah. I mean, uh, you've also got a hello for mate, uh, Aiden as well. Yeah. But, uh, Bob, well, I think, I think this is totally out of order, Bob. I, he's putting yeah, emoji yeah, well on there, done. so I'll let him off. Well but, yeah. done, Aiden. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eugene, you, on Bob's channel, you you a fairly similar view to uh, Brian. Are, are you of the same opinion of him, or has anything changed for you? Uh, I don't know. This is what you call an old Spurs fan PTSD syndrome coming back again. Legacy right? fan, so, legacy. Uh, no, you're a legacy. I'm old. <laughs> uh, uh, but let's say uh, what uh, Brian says is very true, right? Uh, if the number is right, Harry Kane is gone. So let's see who's going to come up with that right number, right? Uh, it could be it could be a MU or it could be I don't know Real Madrid or whoever is going to do that. But uh, I still have my deep down inside. There's a slight little butt there, but. The positive side is that he has personally come out to say he's staying and he's willing to give 100%, which was proven yesterday by him scoring the two goals, right? He did give his 100%. He led the way. So, big up to Harry Kane. And let's see what happens on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, Bob, you were saying that all you wanted was an announcement or a statement which you got, so you must still be absolutely delighted by that. Uh, what did you make of him yesterday? He looked to me like he was still hungry and determined and he obviously yeah. scored two goals, but he was coming deep, spraying balls out and everything like that. Uh, what do you make of the situation? Do you, do you think there's a bid coming or, or are you just more concerned that he's made his statement, he's staying for at this moment in time anyway yeah. and he looks to be playing like he, he cares again? Yeah, yeah, I think it's right. First of all, I, 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 I'm, uh, you know, it's, it's confirmed uh, that Eugene's got a slight little butt. But um, <laughs> so it's, uh, I've I've said right from and, and Brian will back me up since day one. Kane is staying. Uh, Brian's got his two words, Levy out, and I've always said Kane is staying. Now, of course. During the saga, there were parts of me that thinking, mm, not sure, not sure, but there was something inside me that. I just felt so was gonna stay. nothing was going to come up. So, uh, and um, yeah, I, I still think he was. Like, there's, I'm surprised it took so long for the statement to come out. I, I was, uh, and me and Cody are on, on, on opposite sides, but I believe there should have been some form of clarity um, on the first day. You know, his intentions or, or, or the club just clarifying it all. Was he out on an extra holiday? Because So I don't condone his actions. I still think he was a bit of a twat, or a big twat for doing what he did. But he's one of the best strikers in the world. He makes our team a better a better team. We've got more of a chance finishing top four with him in the side than, than without. So I'm over the moon. He's staying. He's going to be professional. He looked hungry. He looked like a weight off his shoulders yesterday. Um, so yeah, and his performance—his performance yesterday didn't surprise me. The only surprise was he didn't get his hat trick. Um, although I do, there's a part of me that does think that he needs to earn his place against Watford. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. We all know he's going to start. <laughs> but who drops out there? Do you think? I mean, it would be probably Bergvine and Morva because he ain't going to drop Sun, is he? Because yeah, yeah, it'd be, it'd be one of them two. It'd be one of them well, two. It depends on Sun's injury. 
Yeah, he, he, he came on yesterday, didn't yeah. he? So oh, yeah, I, I thought, yeah. yeah, he came on yesterday. I hope, I hope, well, it is going to be between uh, Lucas and Bergwijn. I'm a Bergwijn fan, everyone knows. I've backed him to stay dot. But, and a lot of people will say Bergwijn would be the obvious choice. But Moore has had a couple of iffy games. Not only that, but against um, Wolves, Nuno did take off Sonny and Lucas and kept Bergwijn on. So I do think he's got a bit more in the tank than the other two. So... I don't know, mate. If if he does come in, I, I think it might be for the expense or the expense of uh, of Lucas. But for me, I, they deserve to start. The front three haven't given him any 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 reasons to be dropped. But it's football. Any if I can't I can't say he's, he's one of the best strikers in the world in one sentence and then say <laughs> he shouldn't be signed. So that's uh, very. If he's he is the best, we know he's the best. So he will come in. I just think maybe just hold off against. Uh, Watford certainly at home, anyway. Yeah. What do you think, Brian? Because I, I think Wolves is uh, Wolves. Watford is going to be more not anything like the City game. Watford are going to sit back, and we need someone to open the door. And Kane dropping deep fulfills that. Uh, but like like Bob says, you know, he, he did go a wall a little bit, so he does have to earn his way back. But then he is <laughs> the player that makes us tick. What, what do you see for the Watford game in terms of lineup and Kane? I'm completely with Bob on pretty much, or actually everything he said. He knows, like him, I've been uh, tooting uh, the the horn for uh, for Bergwijn. I think he's a real talent. He has come. I mean, that bit of trickery that he did. You don't that. That's pure confidence and everything mm. that he did. He's looking like he means business now. And it's not just the front line you got to look at. We played two games, won them both, conceded none. There's not a single player in that team that deserves to be dropped. I don't care who who you are, mm. not to rock the boat. I think. He starts on the bench. Um, you say about Watford and they're playing different and dropping deep. Well, you look at it, then you've got the three three people up front that have got bags of pace. So the bags of pace could stretch them just as much as Kane dropping deep. So you've got to look at... And if I look at it, it to me, for this type of game, like you were saying, with Watford, I'd rather Kane come off the bench when they're getting a little bit tired from being mm. stretched from everywhere, from all the pace, and then him come on and just mop everything up rather than him come off and ask someone else to come in and do it. If you bring him off the bench, anytime Harry Kane comes on the pitch, whether it's as a sub or a beginner, that that team that he's playing for is immediately 10 times stronger than anyone else. So I think if you bring him off from the bench and then literally get him, bring him on if it's a nil-nil or one-nil, once Mora, Sun and Bergwijn have run the Watford defence ragged, and let's face it, a lot of the Watford team are or the Watford defence are at least late 20s, if not early to mid-30s, a majority mm. of them. So I think it worked better that way. And I think Kane needs to learn that, listen, you, you did do wrong. Yeah, you scored two goals. We're about to go on an international break. Come off the bench, do well in this international break. And then we've got Palace, uh, West London filth, and then the biggest filth of them all. <laughs> that's, when, that's when you're starting. That's what we need to do, because he needs yeah. to... Without a doubt, Harry Kane has to start those three London derbies without a shadow of a doubt. So I think he should be on a little bit of the naughty step with here's your rewards going at half time or whatever. And then after the international break, when he's really fluid, off you go, mate, on your own and uh, smash all the Premier League teams up, especially the filth from North London. Yeah. I mean, what do you think, Eugene, with Kane? And, and also, I only saw the highlights yesterday, but Brian Keel looked superb in that. Uh, he linked up with Kane and Sessignon on the left. Do you, so, two questions for you. Uh, what, what do you think of the Kane starting on the bench uh, scenario against Watford? And 
when do you think we'll see Brian Hill in the Premier League? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> to me, is that uh, I will more or less uh, uh, say uh, follow Brian and says that uh, Kane should be on the bench first and let the uh, starting lineup that's been playing in the start the few games that which they have started right uh, continue, and maybe in half time, depending how the scenario is, then maybe just bring in uh, Hill and Kane, right? To, to maybe let them gel again and see whether there's a, there's something there that we, we can work on, right? But uh, to bring on Kane, or I mean, straight away to take over either Morris position or Bergwijn's position, I don't think that's quite fair. So in the other day, uh, it's Nuno's uh, job to see who is, uh, you know, yeah. up there to, 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 to take that position, you know. In the other day, we still do not know what kind of lineup Nuno's going to put. Right, whether it's going to go back to a three, three, five, two, or you know, it's still going to be a four, three, three. Uh, we don't know because there's not any cane we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about what about is Romero coming in for that game, right? Because Romero did very well yesterday, mm. right? Yeah, but of course, not to put like what Bob say, you know, it's a pub side and all that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't know. Uh, but Watford, uh, I think away they will struggle. They will struggle, but at home they look a bit formidable. So let's see how it goes there, right? But like you said, Watford will sit back. We will have to break them down. That's how I see it. We will have to break them down. So yeah. let's see whether we can do that with the first, you know, Son, Mora, and uh, Bergwijn. Bergwijn, yeah. Mm. I mean, uh, Bob, uh, uh, Wayne Bonner. Hi, Wayne. Uh, Gil, on, Wayne. Hill was superb last night. Different class. Going to be very, very special. What I would say is it's very different playing against Pacos at home to the yeah. Premier League. Uh, so he's going to take a bit of getting used to there. But what did you think of the game yesterday? I thought Romero looked superb. A little Toby kind of ball over the top to Kane in the first minute. Winks, I thought, for the first goal, absolutely superb. And, and not just the challenge, but his first thought without even thinking about it was forward. And that created the goal. Heel, obviously, was superb. Kane coming back. A lot of positives there, but it is against a team that are quite far away from Premier League level. But what were your overall thoughts of the game? Um, well, I can't be a hypocrite, mate. Um, you know, I was uh, I, I was one who's saying last Thursday didn't matter. You can't really judge the team we put out against that team last, last Thursday. And like yesterday, with all due respect, we should be beating them 3-0, 4-0. It's the least we should be expecting with our team out. Um yeah, credit well, credit is due. They uh, players performed against uh, you know his first, his first good game Harry Winks has had in what fifty four years. So um, yeah, good, good on him. But nothing, nothing, nothing changes. You know, he's still shit. So um, nothing changes in my in my eyes. Uh, Hill looked good. At least he showed potential. What what you want to be in my eyes, if you're a player in these games, you want to be a thought in Nuno's mind. You, you want to be a, a consideration, don't you? That's what you want. No one's going to come away from that game and Nuno's going to be thinking, right, he's in my first 11 next time, apart from possibly a Kane. But he's not going to look at it and, and look at the fringe player and say, right, you've played so well today, you're going to be my first 11 next time. Because you prefer... No, they just want to be a, a thought, a consideration in Nuno's mind. And the likes of the Hill have certainly done that. Harry Winks, for me, has to do a lot more. Um, Sassignon didn't do enough, Lacelso's done okay, and that's what you want. You want these games 
to be like I say, be be, uh, be a Nuno's mind for future future games, and uh, or get onto the subs bench uh, if you haven't been on mm. there. So uh, I see a lot of people saying, "Oh yeah, Hill should start ahead of Lucas." Or nah, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. And Watford, with all due respect to Watford, and it is respect to Watford, they are probably five times better than who we played last night. They are. Mm. They're a Premier League team, and I don't care where you are in the Premier League. You are a better team than who we played last night. So, um, yeah, no, it's a great, great start for to to Hill. You know, it just shows where, when you are surrounded by better players, you can you can perform. He started last week and he had a couple of good touches, but he was playing around poorer players. So, um, yeah, yeah, good, good start for Hill. Uh, I've uh, I've heard him being compared to Ginola, Messi, um, uh, Gaza. Uh, and all sorts, mate. Calm down, calm down. I, 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 I hope he turns out to be the next Messi, but bloody hell, keep a lid on it, man. Keep a lid on it. He's Brian Hill, say, the young Tottenham winger. I have to say, I was kind of I, Bob knows I'd never put anyone in Gaza's uh level, but I'm gonna mention some names here Chris Waddle, Rafa van der Vaart, David Ginola. Um, Tottenham have had these players, which I call Maverick players, yeah. which are kind of the players that uh, as soon as he gets the ball, you get on the edge of your seat, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Oh, my God, he's going to... Now, Brian Hill, from what I've seen of him, has those credentials. Like, when you saw him, it was one of those, like, there's a yeah. famous goal, me and Bob talk about Spurs versus uh, Oxford in the FA Cup, where yeah. Gaza takes the ball from yeah. the halfway line and the, the crowd were really bored. And then Gaza gets the ball and the whole crowd go, oh, my God, thanks, that's yeah. what Brian Hill from these two games I see can bring. Not saying he's going to be anywhere near that class, but he has got that maverick, like some maximum, like, oh my God, he's got the ball, something's about to happen. Mm. He just looks, compared to when we signed him and everyone was like, huh, what, who, what? What we've seen, I've liked. Like Bob said, it's against pub teams from Portugal. But seeing his movement, he's come from a foreign, to, from a foreign club doesn't speak the language and his willingness to get on the ball and try things and always be mm. positive. Yeah. You don't see him run and then pass sideways or backwards. He was a thorn in their side. And it was like, genuinely, when he got the ball, oh my God, what's going to happen? And I think he's got the potential to be in that category. Not a style of player, but like I'm saying, like a maverick, like a Letitia kind of maverick. Oh my God, something special is about to happen. 100%. So yeah. we, we, we've seen him for a couple of games. And what we've seen has been very impressive. But like Bob said, it's against Portuguese minnows who, let's face it, we shouldn't even be in this tournament in the first place. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, it, 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 I'm very impressed with what I see and just hope that this, I think this lump of coal could finally be one of the ones that I actually get to say we've turned into a diamond. <laughs> I could finally I'm, say it. I could finally say it. Yeah, I, I mean, you said, oh my God, when he, what's he going to do? That's the same feeling Aiden gets when Dyer gets the ball, but I suspect in a yeah. very different way. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm talking of the Europa League, uh, Dan THFC. Hi, Dan. We got Group G in the conference. Not sure who's in that. I'm yeah, no, uh, they're still the drawing it, Chris. To, yeah, they're still drawing. Oh, right. I've got it. I've got it in front of me. So uh, as yeah. the group so is announced, yeah. I'll just, yeah. uh, I'll just announce it live. We got, group, we, we, we got the group of great. He's also asked. I'll come to you first, Eugene. Thoughts on the Ronaldo situation? There's big links linking him to City. Will he go there? Will he not? But but yeah, I mean, for me, if he does go to City, we've played him once, so it doesn't really bother me. We've only got to play him 
one more time. What's your thoughts, Eugene? The day is true, right? Uh, Ronaldo, uh, Juventus only wants about 30 million euros for him. Yeah. Okay. And somehow another city is stalling again. I don't understand what's going on there. Right? Maybe it's his wages that's going to give them some problems, which I don't think so. Right, they can afford his wages, six hundred thousand pounds, a million pounds a week. I, I, City can pay it, but somehow or another, I don't know why all certain cities like lowballing everybody. Maybe they have really spent all their money on Grealish. That's maybe that's the first mistake they made. And if Ronaldo does go to City, I think that will create a domino effect going around the the whole of Europe at the moment. That's how I see it. And but of course, uh. I was also, uh, before this, I was actually uh, following uh, Football Terrace, right, Terry? Yeah, he was saying, you know, some of the MU fans are going crazy. Why is Ronaldo <laughs> going back to M City? He's, you know, the same thing again, Judas and all the hate and all the things and all that. But, you know, Terry was saying, come on, right? The player has his right to do what he wants to do, okay? You love him when you're playing for us, but when he leaves, right, you must give him a certain kind of respect and dignity that he's going to another team, which is I know you hate too, right? But you have to dial it back down. But uh, there is the fear part is that, like what uh, I think Brian was saying earlier, right? If City gets Ronaldo, would MU come and jump on to us for Kane just to reply the City going for Ronaldo? So let's see what happens there. Let's see what happens there. I, th I think Kane wants to win trophies, doesn't he? If he goes to Man United, they haven't won anything five years, so it's really a sideward step. But uh, what do you think of uh, Ronaldo's situation, Bob? I mean, um, I, I don't think the transfer fee is much of an issue. I think it, they'll make that within the week. You know, £25, £28 million pound they'll, from his uh, uh, sponsors and his worldwide. Yeah, can you imagine the amount of seven <laughs> shirts he'd sell? So, yeah, I, I think they'll make that back within the week, two weeks or whatever. It's his uh, weekly wages. How many no no noses does he put out of joint if he comes in as a million pound player, million pound a week player? Um, and personally, I don't want to see it. I hate Man City. I hate Man City. Mm. I hate Man City fans. I hate what they stand for. I hate Pep. I hate the owners uh, more than Arsenal. Um, so um, yeah, I, I hope I hope he doesn't go to City. Um, and I know Rooney's uh, given his uh, his bit uh, this morning <laughs> on TV. Saying he's trying to get him a derby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'll be that'll be a good. They could they could pay for him for themselves. Rooney's probably got enough money. But no, I just don't want to see it. It'd be great to see. Don't get me wrong. Ronaldo's probably one of the best players I've ever seen live. It'd be great to see him in the Premier League. I'd rather have him go to Man United if I'm honest. I'd love to yeah. see him. I'd love to see him in the Premier League again. Just not a C. Just not a C. Uh, uh, Bob, what, 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 what if we get Ronaldo as our backup striker? <laughs> be, be yeah, absolutely. Let him, let him fight for a place. Um, I mean, we've been linked those, to him. We've been linked to I him. I mean, those, so those rumours were absolutely ridiculous, but, uh, you know, come around quite well. I, I wanted to ask you this, Brian. You said it on. Um, Bob's channel. Uh, we're obviously linked with Ronaldo, the Paratici effect. Never going to happen. Kane's staying, but this is the question. Will Levy now invest? We've got four days left. Will he... to ask, Chris. I know he's got thoughts on it, so I wanted to ask him that, but, you know, four days left. Kane's staying. Will he now say, right, okay, uh, we've got to keep him now. Invest. My answer is no. Uh, Brian, so, over to you. So, um, 
he'll invest, but in property or or something else. <laughs> it's amazing how this Adama Traore deal is apparently whether you want it or not has fallen through. And if he's going to invest, everything's loan with option, loan with option. If he's going to invest, Tommy Asu should be done. Um, this guy's not going to invest. It's still players out, players in. To me, that's not investing. That's just recuperating and spending what you've got. Investing means putting money in and making it available to get the players the manager wants so he gets what he needs, which he's never going to do. If we sell Aurier and sell um, Sissoko, then, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll use that money to get players in. But that's not investing to me. That's just refinancing and moving around what you've got. So when it comes to investing, um, not a chance. Um, he'll, he'll invest in bullshit. That's what he will do. He'll, he'll invest in some bullshit. Um, but coming back to Ronaldo, what you've got to remember with the Ronaldo deal is You've got to be careful if any other players are, are like Kane on contracts where you have to match. Like Kevin De Bruyne mm. could have a clause in his contract to be on par with the highest earner. Mm. So any player that comes in or, or Ronaldo comes in, there could be players that need to have their salary hugely uh, inflated to match it. Um, I think this whole thing with Juventus are in a real dark place because they either say, right, we want 25 million for him to get him off our books, that's the fee we want to recuperate it. Or they say we're not going to take twenty-five. If they don't, if they don't sell him, they're going to have to pay him twenty-five million in wages anyway, and then he goes for free at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. So Juve are in a real: do we let him go for free, and then that's twenty-five million saved, or do we keep him, spend twenty-five million, and then we lose him? For, they, they, they just can't win. And then obviously you got the Killian and Mbappe deal. I think these two, like, we always wait for that. There's that one transfer that literally just sets a domino rally all around it. And I, I, I've got a feeling the Kylian Mbappe deal is going to go through. I mean, PSG, if they're getting offered £170 million for him now, <laughs> they want 180 because apparently they still, I was watching Sky Sports yesterday, they still, they paid 145 of the 180 and they're hanging out for the 180 as the, the money so they can pay man, uh Monaco back and then they get a hundred uh, whatever for themselves. But if they don't accept this 170 million and he's still there at come at the end of the window, as soon as January the 1st, Real Madrid bang free. You've lost 170 million I think, pounds. I, th I think what it is, he's got an agreement with PSG, Brian, that he he's promised them. He's yes. a gentleman's agreement. I was listening to that, that yesterday. He will, yeah, he's he going to do a Sol Campbell. He won't go for a free. Yeah, he, he won't go for a free. So, um, the rumour is, and I'm sure the people in, in question have done their research and, and asked the question, if he's not sold by a certain time, be it December the 31st or December yep. whatever, he will sign a new contract and then there'll be a clause in there for 200 million, whatever. So he's uh, he's not going to go for a free. PSG and, and Mbappe himself have agreed that it's not going to happen. But hey, is we, know what, uh, what, we know what gentlemen agreements like? mean. Of, sorry? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. We, know gentleman's gentleman's agreement. Yeah. we all know what a, a gentleman's exactly. agreement is, but... Exactly. But yeah, coming back to uh, Levy, listen, I, 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 everyone knows my answer on this. He, he won't invest. He will give us what we bring in. And let's face it, what are we going to get for Sissoko? And uh, has anyone? I mean, I haven't heard the figures. I heard today from We Are Tom TV, it might be seventeen million for Aurier, and then God knows what for Sissoko. Um, so okay, so that's twenty-seven million. That that's the money. That we what, what were we saying? Twenty-two million for uh, Tomiyasu. Which leaves us with what five million, and that is what we'll have to spend. So I don't see him investing any additional. I just don't see it. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Aiden said £10 million for Sissoko, which probably isn't a bad thing. He's also said here regarding City, uh, uh, Ronaldo, uh, <laughs> I have to say this because I want to say this is just allegations yeah. at the moment. It's not been proven. Sounds like so they'll we, have some we, cash we have, on Mendy's we, wages, we but have, that, that's only alleged at the moment. That's... Oh, it's all right. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Bob. Yeah, no, I was, I was just going to announce who we got in yeah, there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Reigns, Vines, uh, and... Mora. Vitesse, Vitesse and Moru, or whoever they are. So, wait a minute, the Reigns from Mora. France? Yeah. Yeah. Vitesse from Belgium. Vitesse. Vitesse. Vitesse is from Belgium. Well, right? Holland. Belgium. Vitesse Holland. 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 Vitesse, Holland. Yeah. Vitesse Dutch. Holland, right. And then uh, another team. Moru, wasn't it? Moru or something like that? Yeah, Moru or something like that. Oh, you're getting to your mum. Oh, here we go. Here oh. we go. Uh, it's coming up. Uh, hang on, hang on. Roma with... I'm not even going to pronounce that, man. <laughs> is. Is, it, is it a triple word score on Scrabble, Bob? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I can't see into your mum. Do they get knocked out? Uh, in, I hope you no, can't see into out. my mum, mate. That'd be highly, uh, highly unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Spurs are in with, uh, here we go, Tottenham, uh, Rain, Reigns from France, Vitesse and Moura. NS Moura, so I'm not sure where they're from. Because we're playing Lucas' family. Yeah, yeah. MU. And unfortunately, it looks like into your mum are knocked out. They're not there anymore. That's the whole reason to be in this tournament, huh? That's so spursy. I mean, we should be getting through that group fairly easy with all due respect to those teams. But We should be winning it, Chris. We should be winning it, mate. Yeah. If we don't win it, it's a disgrace. If we don't win this tournament, or at least get to the final... Albeit it could be against Roma, it's an absolute disgrace if we do not win this. Yeah. Uh, but we have to face Roma, right? Yeah. Don't yeah we'll, just as long we don't, we'll, we don't face we'll, Roma somewhere along, you know. Yeah. We'll be back in two seconds. Right. Yeah. I mean, going back to Watford, and we mentioned it with Ronaldo going to City, maybe the reception he gets from the Man United fans. But Eugene, well, I'm assuming this guy will play against us for Watford. Danny Rose. Uh, I quite like Danny Rose. I don't mind that he's outspoken and everything like that. And he was the, one of the best left-backs, if not the best left-back in the league at one point for us. What reception do you think he'll get from the Spurs fans? Oh, Danny Rose, I think he deserves a warm welcome back, right? So, I mean, he he, he was a, a good servant for many years for us, right? Until things turned bad because he wanted to leave and, you know, he was frozen out and put into the uh, under-23 teams and all that. But uh, I'm not sure what Danny Rose has ever said that he didn't want to play for us. Has he ever said that? He's never said that. Uh, but his uh, what I call confrontation with uh, Jose and his confrontation with Levy uh, put him in cold storage. That's how I saw it. Mm. So the fans, uh, like I said, we shouldn't show so much hate for players anymore, right? Because players are human too, right? They have emotions, right? And Danny Rose did go through a lot of a lot of yeah. emotional and mental problems outside that, that he was going, yeah. outside of football. And don't forget, you no, know, during the when he was playing for England, right, all the racist abuse and all that that he got, mm. oh my god, and he was all just swept under the rug, you know. And at least nowadays, uh, there is a, a lot of improvement on that nowadays, right? And I'm sure, uh, how you said, uh, Brian will have a more in-depth on Danny Rose because Brian yep. is quite close to uh, Danny's father, right? Even a mistake. Yep. Yeah. So, but to tell the truth, as us fans, right? If players who have not done us bad or wrong, or even no matter how bad or wrong, when they come back, it's either you support them 
or you don't support them. Just don't abuse them. That's all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come to you, Brian, uh, being that you're a bit more in the know, the question was what kind of reception do you think Danny Rose will get? I'm assuming he'll play. And uh, I, I've seen on Twitter as well, even when he wanted to leave, he'd still go to the under-23s, give advice to the young players. So I think regardless of what fans think of Danny Rose as a footballer, I think he's probably just a genuinely nice guy. So I, I've always liked Danny Rose. I don't mind the outspoken part and, you know, he says what he thinks. I don't mind about that. And he, he was a great servant for us. But what, what kind of reception do you think he'll get? What he should get, and I hope he will get, and I think he will get, is an absolute standing ovation. Mm. He will get an absolute standing ovation. And, it, and it's totally and utterly deserved. I mean, even if it's just for a certain thing that he did nine minutes into his debut from 35 yards out, um, <laughs> that solidified him in Tottenham folklore. Um Listen, as Eugene said, I know Danny Rose's dad rather well. And I haven't spoken to him for a little while since I've been out here. But one thing is undeniable is Danny Rose's love for Tottenham Hotspur. I can tell you that for a fact. Yes, he was outspoken with that son uh, uh, thing that he did right before the beginning of the season. Listen, all players now with social media and everything have unbridled uh, coverage to say what they want, do what they want. And we've got to the age now that if a premiership footballer wants to say something, it could be front-page news as well as back-page news. That's just the way society yeah. is and the way football is now uh, deemed this, in this country. And Danny Rose sometimes steps over the line because he's he, he's like me. He's hot-headed and he thinks for, he, he uh, acts before he thinks. Um, that, <laughs> that, that what he said was totally, I mean, saying that just before the season was totally unacceptable. And he took the pain for it. But then we saw from the documentary when he, all right, he, we all joke about the Milan interests, but we saw how he was treated. And as Eugene said, and he's been very open with it, he has had mental health, health issues. And it kind of got yeah. cast to one side. And I, using that mental health, I actually want to applaud for Tottenham for hiring that mental health doctor this week. Mm. I think it's one of the most outstanding moves we could have made. And that is a superb thing to do. But then, like I said, Danny Rose has always... I've got a few friends that have been out and about in, in Chigwell or wherever and have seen him, always poses for pictures, will always talk, always has a smile on his face. Um, it's just very, very unfortunate the way that it's worked out with Danny. But I can assure you his love for the club still runs deep. And let's just hope he doesn't come up for a corner nine minutes in and it comes out some 35 yards <laughs> out. <laughs> and history repeats himself. But yeah, I mean, Danny, please God, if he does make an appearance... I'm, I've got a funny feeling he might come off the bench just to get, and he may, if he comes off the bench, he will get an absolute standing ovation. If we um, win. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> and it, 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 it totally, totally, totally deserved. I mean, until he got that huge injury, and I have to admit, when we, now, when we first signed Ben Davies, I was so happy he was coming in to replace Danny Rose because I thought Danny Rose at a left back wasn't the right position because he, he'd go forward brilliant, but he'd never track back. He never used to. He used to leave himself mm. open. But under Poch, he became the best left-back in the Premier League period, if not Europe, for, for those peak couple of years. And then he got a couple of injuries and it knocked him down. But yeah, Danny, Danny Rose deserves a standing ovation. No booze, no nothing. Everyone cheering his name for wonderful service that he provided Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, I mean, Bob, what do you think of him? And uh, uh, Brian hinted at it there. Do you think he'll come back to haunt us at all? I hope not. Uh, get um, the standing ovation and, and, and 
get on, but don't score a goal against us. But yeah, it'll probably make a last ditch clearance off the line with, with the score <laughs> being one one or something like that. But it's another reason why I, I just don't like Jose. Um, I've obviously never, I'm fortunate enough never to be in that position where I've had mental is- issues, um, and um, and it's uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable. It's it's not realistic of, realistic of me to to um, you know compare or, or speak speak about. It. But from the outside, he he just he was just like he was fobbed off. I never. He just looked like he'd never had that support. Of course, hmm. that might not be true. It might not be true at all. But for me, the way he was just sidelined, it just showed it just showed complete lack of respect. And the fact that we all know what kind of mental issues he did have, to compound that on him as well, just didn't sit right with me. Just I was very uncomfortable with it all. Um, you know, it was he, he wasn't even asked about within the media that much. It was uh, yeah, it just. Maybe it's a reflection of society. Maybe it's a taboo subject that not people are uncomfortable talking about. But for me, yeah, he just never sat comfortably with me. And I love him. I think he's been one of our best left backs of all time. Mm. Uh, he will go down. And uh, I was glad he, he got his move because, um, yeah, it just it was all very, becoming very uncomfortable for me personally. And I think he should have had a bit more, bit more support. Uh, that was known to us he, he could I'm not saying he's never had the support but for an everyday person like myself who, who was worried about his mental well-being I just thought maybe that should have been relayed even within the Spurs community on, on Spurs TV he was never seen he was just put to one side and never spoken of as if he never existed and that never has never did and never will sit comfortably with me and that uh, there's only so much I can blame on Jose but obviously he had a hand as well so Everyone knows my issues with Jose, so that's just another one on the uh, on the list. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the saddest thing with Danny Vose is after the the racism he got with England, I can't remember where, but he Bulgaria. said something along. Bulgaria. Yeah, he said something along the lines of, uh, "I can't wait to finish football because then I don't have to put up with this." Which it, it stamped out the love for the game, which I just thought was really, really sad. And and I mean, Jose is a completely different manager to Pochettino. Jose really kind of just cares about winning. Whereas I, I read Pochettino's book and I, I could be slightly the other way around, but I think D- Danny Rose had a death in the family, didn't he? Uh, not that long ago. Yep. And the first oh. person he called was Pochettino to have a little heart to heart chat, yeah, yeah. which that would never, ever happen with Mourinho. And, and mm. that's the kind of support I think he probably needed. And he didn't, you saw in the documentary, he didn't get that at all from Jose, yeah. but yeah, I, I, ho- hopefully he's uh, uh, settled down now at Watford and, yeah, yeah, just doesn't come oh, back to in, in an ideal world, he'd be fighting for like a left back space, uh, pace, uh, mm-hmm. a position in uh, in England. Because apart from Luke Shaw, who do we really have in that left back? So, if he gets his mind right, he's still a brilliant, brilliant left back. If we can see anywhere near mm-hmm. his what he did before under Poch, then there's why not? Because the ability is there, and I wish him all the best. He, he'd, he'd get a massive reception from me. Like I say, I think he was. Treated rather shit at, at Spurs, um, certainly mm. from the outside, it seemed like that. So, yeah, good on him. Big up. Yeah. Well, you, know, I mean, you know, the other reason why he might deserve a standing ovation is if right now he's probably talking to Soko, telling him how great Watford is. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. if, if, if that gets over the line, he deserves extra applaudits, but he deserves yeah. extra applaudits. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's true. What, what kind of game do you expect? Uh, 
Brian. I'll ask all three of you, starting with you, Brian. What kind of game do you expect? What for the attack, or will they sit back and play on the counter attack? And is it up to us as the home team and the onus on us to break them down, or will they try and have a go? Uh, we've obviously not conceded a goal in um, two league games. Uh, do you think that will have a hand? How, how do you see the game kind of panning out? So, so what I've also, I mean, what I've seen in their first game against Aston Villa. Um, and their second game is they are playing quite expansive football. They are trying to attack. Um, but we all know when promoted teams come up and do this and go for the jugular, sometimes it comes back to bite them. Um, I think their main threat, and I think everyone would agree, is uh, Saar. And it depends what wing he's on. Like If we've got Tanganga at right back and Reggie at left back, I feel comfortable with whatever wing he tries. We've seen what, um, what they can do when they come up against pace and strength. I think it all... Tinges or, or hinges, sorry, on on how he performs and what kind of role they give Saar. Um, what I am loving, all right, a few of the big hitters played a lot of minutes uh, yesterday. But listen, it was a home game. There's no travelling. There's no. They go home, relax now. They've got till Sunday. So I, I, I'm loving what Nuno is doing and like not playing big hitters full ninety minutes. Like just get out, get this job done. We were embarrassed in Portugal. Just get this sorted. We'll start making changes. I, I, I can honestly say I, I'm going for a 2 0 win anyway. And I think this is the kind of game where, all right, we sat back against Man City and for obvious reasons. All right, we sat back at Wolves because obviously going away to Wolves is a very hard game, no matter when you play them, especially the first time they have fans back because they are a very hostile crowd. I think this is the first game apart from yesterday where we can say, right, okay, we've done the sitting back. Now it's time for us to do what we do and use our attacking strength and really go for them. So I'm hoping Nuno says, right, the last two games we've we sat back to soak up because we've had to. This time, roles reverse. I want you on the front foot. Go, 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 go. So I think it's going to be us putting the pressure on them and dictating it as opposed to Watford. I think we really need to go for the jugular straight away and we need to set the tempo, not them. Yeah, I mean, Eugene, do you, would you agree with that? I, I was on your stream after the Wolves game. Uh, it was either me or someone said it that uh, sitting back against Man City, Wolves, fine. You know, we've got the win. But if we do that every game, then there's going to be issues if it's every now and then. But do, do you think the home fans now, because if the home fans were there last season playing defensive football, sitting back <laughs> entirely, there, there'd have been a lot of issues. And I think... <laughs> and, and being that we've had that for a year if that was happening again this season even at the start and who knows 10 you'd probably get a few unhappy people so do you, do you think like Brian says we'll go for the jugular start uh, you know try and attack think... them or do you think we'll sit back and see how it goes and then start attacking or do you think it'll be an open game because Watford will attack us and be a bit more expensive how do you see things uh, I think I think Watford will sit back this time right and uh, I think Nuno will give uh, Delhi Ali, if he's playing, uh, more freedom to go forward, right? And I think Nuno will use Regulon more, right? Have you have you noticed yeah. that the past two games that we played in the Premier League, Regulon yeah. has been very defensive, all right? He's been sitting back a lot. But uh, with Regulon, we know he can go forward, all right, with his speed and uh, his crosses and all that. So I will, hopefully Regulon and Delhi will be given instructions to be more forward. And we should take the game to them, Okay. But, of course, we do have, uh, what uh, Brian has said, a slight danger there with the uh, Ismaili Saar. Right? So, Ismaili Saar will be a danger to us. But, uh, hopefully, uh, Dyer and or more or less our midfield, right? Skippy and Hoybier will <clears throat> take care of him. 
So that will give us more freedom to go forward. And if we are still playing the same 11 that we played the past two games, right? And if things don't work out, bring on Kane and Hill, <laughs> right? Bring on Kane and bring on Hill. Then maybe we'll have more creativity in the center of the park and Kane could do his pings or maybe Kane can do his runs or Hill can do his runs, you know, and pass it to Kane. And that's where we'll get a goal. But if it's comfortable in the first half, we're in 3-0 out. Still bring on Kane and bring on Hill <laughs> and let them have a run. <laughs> let them have a run. Let them, right? Let them have a run, I think. Right. I mean, so uh, uh, see it. Yeah. Bob, uh, Wayne has said if we play against uh, Watford, how we played last night, we'll get three points. Do, do you think Romero will play? I mean, you, you obviously said no one in that first 11 from the, yeah. the, the Premier League games has done anything to warrant getting dropped. Mm. So I'm still not sure Romero will start, but he may come on, like Eugene says, if we're 3-0 yeah. up fairly late on. But yeah, yeah. I mean... Do you agree with that statement or, or uh, that uh, Wayne said, or do you think uh, we'll play differently like we played last night? No, I, I think um, again, even if you play like like you did, like we did last night against a Watford team, it's completely different because uh, the opposition are of such a higher class. So yeah, we need to play with the same intent. I certainly agree with that. Certainly, with the same attacking mindset, and I and I do disagree with people who say it was a defensive performance against Man City. We were the we were we had Man City on the back foot in that second half. We were the better team. We looked like getting two nil up even after we scored one nil. I still remember it. Lacelso taking on two players in midfield, playing out wide to uh, can't remember. I think it was Tanganga putting in a really good cross. Well, we looked the the attacking force. So, uh, uh, and hence the reason why. People are comparing the Man City win against, uh, like, like to uh, as as to with the yeah, last last season's two 0 win. I thought it was completely different. I thought mm. we were the much better team. We were the better team. We deserved to win that game against Man City, and we're not being able to say that with our chest uh, out there. Say we were deserved winners. We should have won that game by a bigger score. Same against Wolves. Yes, we did really well. We we coped with the five thousand eight hundred and twenty four crosses that they put in really easily we should have scored we should have scored two or three more um against wolves so uh, we just need to carry that on we need to take the intent from last night's game into tomorrow's uh, into um sunday's game uh with regards to sar just put tanganga on him if he's got big enough pockets he'll put him in there um you know tanganga will will mark anyone out of the game and no matter which position <clears throat> i don't think romero should start um i've said that there's, you know, if Nuno's gone in and, and stated quite clearly to the team, and, he, and it does seem like a man of his word and man of principles, if come in and said, like, clean slate, guys, we're starting now. Sanchez and uh, Sanchez and Dyer haven't done anything again to be deserve to 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 deserve to be dropped. They've performed well in mid uh, preseason. They've performed good in the first three games. Dyer played all right yesterday, so. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. Man City did nothing, uh, nothing against us. Absolutely, and so, uh, so yeah, I, I believe Sanchez and Dyer should start. Romero will need to fight just because he's a fifty million pound player. Doesn't mean you get an automatic start in the in the in the, in the team. When the blunder comes, and we're all un unfortunate, we're all, we're all uh, you know uh, expecting that blunder from either a Sanchez or Dyer. When it comes, and obviously Romero's got a point to start, but at this time moment, they've not done anything. Um, certainly Sanchez, who I think has probably had his two of his best games ever in the Spurs shirt in the first two games. Yeah, he, he, I think he messed up once against... Uh, but you're going to have that. No, no, there's not a single defender who won't make one little error 
in 90 minutes. So for me, Sanchez has been, it was 10 out of 10 against City. And yep. uh, he's been, he's been, he's been, it was a better defender against, um, against Wolves. So uh, no, Dyron Sanchez to start. Romero will have to fight his way for his, uh, and rightly so, like any big club. Yeah, I think with Sanchez, what impressed me most about the Wolves game was that he had a really toyed first 15 minutes, whereas last season he just went downhill and completely capitulated uh, towards the end, whereas he he regrouped and then he he was superb that second half. And then I I think Man City and and the way we were playing, I think it is a defensive uh, way we were playing. But I think the difference between this and last season is the last season it was just defensive with no attacking threat at all, whereas certainly that City game, I thought we were defensive. We were helped by City, like uh, Wayne has said. They didn't do anything against us. They were yeah. just trying to cross it to the forward who wasn't there. But we, we had an attacking threat, which yeah, last now, year, like, how, yeah, yeah. how we won that game 2-0 last year with two shots on target to their 25, mm-hmm. whatever the hell it was. I have no <laughs> idea. Whereas this one, we were worthy, worthy. Uh, 100%. But that Man City game was also helped by the fan noise, which was yeah. unbelievable. I, I was there. It was, it was, I mean, there was one chant, I can't remember what it was, the, the, the stadium was shaking. Uh, so, do you think, Brian, I, I mean, we did that for Man City, it's got to be for every game, every, every team that come to us has to have that treatment. Do you think Watford will get the same treatment, or do you think the whole City, Kane, and all of that business helped with that? And, and obviously, the fans have now had their first game back in the stadium, but do, do you think we'll we'll give the same treatment to Watford and make it just a hostile, hostile atmosphere. So, so first of all, just touching on Sanchez, and I'm, I'm not being over the top here. Right now, to me, Sanchez is the best centre-back in the Premier League for his two performances he's yeah. had. We have to give credit where credit is due. His performance and sliding tackle in the 90th minute against Man City, and you would have seen it, Chris, when the place erupted. Mm. He has been, and um, we're all quick to give the, the players grief, especially these two we're talking about, but we're not there to give them the credit. And Sanchez, for me, has been, like you said, after a troublesome 15 minutes, he got his act together rather than tumbling. And to me, right now, after two games, the best centre-back in the league based on performances. Um, When it comes to the ground, listen, it's another London derby, so they're going to be up for it. And I I don't think this season you'll take it for granted how much of a a privilege it is for fans to be at a ground, let alone 60,000 in a full house. Mm. This the whole season right now has brand new connotations when it comes to fans' involvement and fan noise. And do you know what? Right now, after last season and the dreadful summer with the manager and players and whatever, we need to start making that, especially that South Stand, the white wall of noise yeah. as much as we can. And we need to... And right now, if someone has said to you, OK, you've played four games this season, you've won three, lost one, but let's face it, it weren't really, it was the youth team and you lost one nil. You've played four games, uh, every game you played at home you, or every game you played in the league and at home, you've kept a clean sheet. Um, you're now obviously joint top, but on goal difference. By the time we play, obviously the filth could be uh, nine points behind us or three games. <laughs> three, I, I just And it's the break before the international break. And I reckon whether it be because we're celebrating winning or maybe we're urging the board to spend money or whatever it may be at that game Sunday, I think the crowd and Bob's spoken about it a lot. There's been two incidences this season where we've been very, very proud to be Spurs fans. I mean, we know we have class anyway because we're Spurs fans, but how we treated Bakaya Saka and also how we welcomed Harry Kane and the Wolves fan. This is what the Spurs fans do. This is what 
Now we need to carry on doing this. And whilst Nuno's here, Nuno, you look what they did at Wolves. Look at that stadium when he was there. He can have like the Brentford manager Gene him up and everything. Hopefully he can do that. And I think the fans this season, not just for us, but obviously talking mainly for us, have a huge, huge, huge part to play. And I think tomorrow they'll be just as noisy as they were against Man City. Hmm. What do you think, Eugene? Do you think they'll be as loud and certainly throughout the season going forward? Uh, I, I think certainly for the first two months, maybe that the fat home fans, not just Tottenham, but all, all grounds will be yeah. very loud, being that they have, they've been starved of that for a year. But what, what do you think about uh, Sunday's game with, uh, in regards to the fans? Yeah. Like I said before, right, uh, before every game, whether home or away, our fans must give all the positive energy to the players and to the manager, right? And not only in the stadium, right, even the fans around the world who are watching it live and all that, all the positive energy. And of course, uh, very proud of our fans, you know, like uh, clapping Saka and, you know, singing Hurricane, you're one of our own away, right? While the Wolves fans were giving Hurricane a, a hard time, right? So uh, at the moment now, the fans should be our 12th man in the stadium to push the team forward, right? Positive energy, positive results. That's all we want and that's all we need, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Bob? Do you, do you agree with the advice, uh, <coughs> yeah, Eugene? Yeah, I was just checking the results from last weekend, mate. You know, um, I've said it before, we can't poo-poo, that's my favourite word, by the way, poo-poo. <laughs> uh, we can't poo-poo over the fact that it's going to be so hard to get, like you mentioned, Chris, first couple of months, it's going to be so hard to get away wins. There wasn't a single away win on, on Saturday last mm. last week. And on Sunday, uh, you've put the Chelsea uh, away win at Arsenal. And let's be honest, everyone beats Arsenal, I believe, at the moment. Um, <laughs> so we're the only... Spurs were the only team to win away from home yeah. against a very, very good Wolves side who are playing at home after 18 months in front of their fans. And and it is a fortress. You know, so many big names have fallen by the wayside at, at Wolves. So we, we've done absolutely brilliant and it will be. And, uh, and every club will try and make their home ground a fortress because they've not seen it. I think our stadium deserves to be the fortress. I think whereas... When we first moved there, a lot of teams were looking forward to coming uh, to see mm. the new ground and taking the atmosphere. And we did have a, a couple of dodgy results. I think the 7 2 kind of stands out, doesn't it? Or was that a Wembley? That was that our ground? That was our ground, wasn't it? No, that was, what a, was it, uh, the 7 2 against Bayern Munich. Yeah, I can't remember. Was that, that was a White Hart Lane. That was a White Hart Lane. No, no, not White. No, it wasn't White Hart Lane. It was either at Wembley or anyway. Wayne no, it was at the new stadium, is what I mean. It was at the new stadium. So, yeah, we've had our dodgy results there. and so, but I, I, we do need to turn it. And, and like Brian says, you know, turn Wall Molyneux into a, a, a fortress. And our stadium deserves that South Stand, the best South Stand in, in Premier League at the moment, the best stadium in, in Europe, in the world, yep. some would say. We, that deserves to be a fortress, not just a lovely stadium to go and play a, a yeah. game of football in. So, uh, but our fans have been brilliant. I mean, since, since Poch time, it has increased the level. I really do believe that. I, I think... Uh, 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 maybe it's a new generation thing, but they just seem to be louder. There's new songs coming out. There's more banter within the within the stadium. But no, we need to make that stadium a fortress, and I, and I truly believe we will. And a win against City, a win against Watford, um, going ahead, uh, moving ahead. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We won again last night. Let's let's continue it. Yeah, yeah our fans, our fans have been brilliant. Uh, absolute class, and I'd goosebumps. 
uh, with the with the Hurricanes. Uh, I think I mentioned it last week. I put a tweet mm. out saying, "Look, don't be surprised if he gets booed. It's good. what's going to happen. Be prepared. He doesn't deserve it in my eyes, but be prepared." And no one did, and I got goosebumps. So chuffed. Yeah. Pure class. Pure class. Our fans are pure class. So so proud. So proud. Yeah, I mean, just before we go, uh, Brian, you think we'll win on Sunday? Yep, I'm going. I'm going two nil, and I'm going to be bold with my scorers or score us, shall I say? I'm going two for Bergwijn. I hope so. I really hope Bergwijn scores. You, Jim, me, and you were talking about that. He's one of the players that you really want to score. You really want to see him do well. But you think we'll win? Yeah, yeah we'll win. Uh, maybe this time I'll go three one. All right. And uh, Harry Kane, the brace again. And yeah. okay, I'll, I'll support Brian. But one get one. Both <laughs> get, get, between us, uh, between us uh, two. He's uh, up for a hat trick. Uh, uh, <laughs> and at least, at least he gets you know his confidence. You know, mm. get the ball rolling, right? Yeah, for he's both. playing with confidence anyway. Any using it's Big just a goal that's missing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, he hit the post yesterday, and, and yeah, did, that, yeah. that that bit yeah. of skill against Wolves, and, and he took Amazing. people on yesterday. <laughs> That's something you wouldn't have seen uh, about a year ago because his confidence was shot. But yeah, uh, Bob, yeah. you think we'll win Sunday? Yeah, yeah. Uh, talking of Bergwijn, you know, a lot of people saying Trare, Trare. We've got Hill, we've got Bergwijn. <laughs> I don't see why we need someone who can run up and down and do nothing else, nothing else. But for me, I, I, I stated two consecutive 3 0 wins. Uh, against uh, Ferrer Roche yesterday in, uh, in <laughs> and I'm sick and I'm sticking by that I think it'll be another 3-0 so uh, I should have put money on it but hey ho hey, hey. yeah well I hope so I'm not going to put a score on it I can't do that I can't bet on Tottenham they stress me out enough as it is but I'll say we'll, we'll yeah. win uh, Aidan thinks uh, Brian the best centre-back in the Premier League will score at the weekend I hope so well, he, he deserves his performances this year, this season he deserves a goal and, and a, a, a yeah. he deserves a lot of credit. A lot, yeah, a lot brilliant. of credit. I yeah, mean, Sanchez is the one, like I've said on, on previous streams, I've always thought there was a player there. Mm. And then I, I kept defending him. And then after the Man City Del Boy through the bar, as I call it, I kind of was like, <laughs> no, but you can't defend it. But I don't know if it's the Copper America. I don't know if it's what Nuno has done. But we've got the Davidson Sanchez we signed. It's just keeping it consistent now. I know um, you need to go. I know you need to go, Chris. But do you think selling Toby's probably or or bringing a Romero has probably thought? You know what? I need to buck up. This is my season. I need to buck up and show my performance. Yeah. I am not being moved from this position. Uh, uh, and like you say, Copper America must have done great for his confidence because he was one of the defenders of the tournament, wasn't he? Yep. I think I think it's the protection, uh, protection, protection in front of him with Skip and Hoiberg. I think. Yeah. It's back to the potch days of the Wanyama, Dembele, or Dyer yeah. and Dembele in front, yeah. and and you know you've got the license to go forward and do what you want, but you've got that protection and it simplifies it a bit more. Whereas, yeah. I mean, Mourinho, you had all these midfielders other than Hoiberg who wanted to get forward. We lose the ball. <laughs> we got Hoiberg, and that's it. And then defence, and and we had you know 0.7 percent possession of the ball in the game as well, which mm. always coming back. But yeah, yeah, I mean. I love Sanchez and Bergwijn to score. I think and Ali as well. I think he's played well and yeah. get him a goal, get his confidence back. But yeah, uh, unfortunately, we've come to the end. Uh, thanks, Big guys. So, yeah. cheers, Wayne, for the uh, support. Uh, thanks so much, guys, for coming on. Uh, welcome at any time, uh, Brian. Uh, Tottenham on tour. Uh, tell us about that if if people don't know where that mm -hmm. is. Yeah, they can find us at Tottenham on tour. We've got the two Brian's, which is me and Brian and a, uh, a special guest always coming on and just talking nonsense and uh, and then opening it up to the fans. And then uh, 
I've got my brother who's right behind, right below me right now, uh, Bosper, joining <laughs> us tonight from 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, midnight UK time. And then, yeah, we're just going to obviously talk a bit of preview of Wolves, maybe a bit about last night. But then just in general, I think mainly we'll be talking more uh, transfers and see what activity happens today. And as Bosper said, we've really got this weekend, Monday's a bank holiday back home, and then, then mm. Tuesday. So surely today would be a day to try and really start getting... Uh, yeah bids in or activity beginning so i think we're talking depth about about transfers and possibilities and maybe not just us around the world uh but yeah find us at tottenham on tour excellent go like them go subscribe uh eugene uh spurs you asian yeah. tv uh you do yeah. your crazy streams of about 18 hours a day or something <laughs> you, you do ridiculously long streams yeah. this is an hour you do ridiculous streams but yeah. uh great uh, content. Uh, and, yeah. yeah anyone who doesn't know where it is where can they find you yeah uh, you can find me on Spurs Vision TV on YouTube, right? Uh, and my Twitter handle is uh, either uh, Eugene at Spurs Vision TV. And like uh, Chris been saying, crazy shows, crazy streams, four-hour shows. Uh, but I usually do it on Sundays, uh, 1 p.m. GMT. And we do have our midweek shows uh, where we go through all the uh, reviews and uh, previews of the games. And uh, see us there and see you there. And of course, don't forget, like and subscribe to uh, Chris's channel too. Cheers. And Bob, Bob Spur TV, uh, yeah. hits crazy numbers in the thousands. I, I can only dream of that. Uh, uh, anyone who doesn't follow that or, or know where that is, where can they find you? Yeah, Bob Spur TV. But just to clarify, people watching, when Brian said my my brother down there, he did mean me. <laughs> I've got a brother down there. That'll be right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bob You're talking about your porn hub days again, Bob. Yeah. Aren't you? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm on Bob Spur TV, currently doing uh, two shows a week at the moment. So uh, doing the In The Wall show, 10.30 or 11 o'clock on Saturday night, where it's pretty much the weekend's review. This week we'll talk about a, um, the, the transfers, obviously what we hope for, but I also want to take predictions in for where we're going to, where where everyone's going to be, who's going to be the FA Cup winner, League Cup winner, or whatever. So we'll do uh, a full predictions, which will which will come to light to the end, at the end. And then my other show is the day after the day before, which is the afternoon, the day after uh, we play a Premier League game. Eugene's on it, Brian's normally on it, and uh, we'll take on pretty much uh, anyone. This this week, obviously, we'll be doing it on a bank holiday weekend, so hopefully uh, uh, ever more people can can join us. But yeah, two, two shows a week at the moment, Saturday night and the afternoon after a Premier League game. Excellent. You've got three shows there. All the, all the information will be on the description on YouTube. And if you're listening to the audio only, it'll be on there as well. So, yeah, get liking, get subscribing. Uh, a lot of viewers today. Uh, thanks so much for that. Uh, try and go one better. Let's see if we can get all of those liking this uh, uh, show. Subscribe. Definitely like um, it. Definitely like it. Please like it. It means a lot. It does help the yeah. channel. So uh, if you're on it, just click it. Just click it. It's free. Yeah, and you know when uh, Tottenham and Tour, Spurs, Asian TV, Bob Spur TV are on, so no excuse to not like them, watch them, and subscribe to them. But yeah, I'll be back on Monday. Uh, hopefully, we've got another win, three out of three, and hopefully another clean sheet going to the international break and top of the top of the league or joint top of the league at the very least. Uh, but until then, come on, you Spurs! Levy come out. on, you Spurs! No, <clears throat> they won't. Come on. Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. 
Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs!